Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Adam Weber. My company is callcast.co. And CallCast is an easy way for anyone to record, edit, and publish your podcast to Apple Podcasts and all the other places that you want your podcast to be, based in Santa Monica. So inspiration comes in two places in my life. One, I did not learn well in school at all. School has always been really difficult for me. And I've always loved talking to people, hearing their stories. I guess to me, that's where I always found the most value and meaning. So there's that on one side. And then on the other side, my dad wanted to create a podcast and I had him log into some of the online kind of tools that were available at that time. And, you know, he was in one state, I'm in another. And I was like, dad, you got to download this. And then uh, he's like, oh, it's not working with my browser. And he just got frustrated and was basically like, "I, I don't have time for this and wanted to hang up. And so the idea was just like, man, if my dad could just record this phone call that we're on right now and hit a publish button and it would take him to iTunes and all those other places. So that was the genesis of the idea that mixed with, I was working on other projects that I just was not inspired in doing. I didn't have that much love. I was building tools for SMBs and, you know, we had, you know, a whole sales arm channel of it. And it's just like, it just didn't feel like there was a passion or spark in what I was doing there. I've always loved podcasting. It's such an amazing experience to be able to ask somebody, hey, can I talk to you? Can I have you on my podcast? And just listen to what they have to say. And that open yourself up to an opportunity to learn so much is kind of what I find so incredible. And then to have this medium that's just blossoming. Can you walk us through like we have, you know, Linda Ross listening right now and she's walking down the street. She's like, man, I've wanted to create a podcast, but I felt really like just kind of overwhelmed by what goes into it. If she were to choose CallCast, what does that mean to her? Right. So right now we're only on iPhone. So hopefully Linda has an iPhone and she can go to the app store, download the app. And then if she wants to create a podcast, the idea is for her to be able to interview somebody that she admires or finds interesting. And maybe she goes on to LinkedIn, looks up somebody's profile. is like, wow, look at this person working in science or something. I'm going to reach out and talk to this person about science because I've always wanted to get, you know, a job in science or something like that. And so she sends the person on LinkedIn a message like, Hey, I'd love to interview you. I'm starting my podcast and I see you've been working on the genome project. And I'd like to ask you questions about it. Sure. And the easiest way to do that is, can I send this person a phone number who's probably a very busy individual and this person will have time to talk to me. And so what she would do is, you know, there's a package in CallCast that is a pro package that includes the phone numbers. And so if she has that package, she gets a certain amount of hours every month that she can just shoot out phone numbers to people and say, hey, I'd love to interview you for 30 minutes on my podcast. Here's the phone number, call in. 
there's a pin, enter the pin, and we just talk like you and I are doing right now. We're just having a conversation, ask the questions, and then what happens is the audio gets returned to the app. And then basically when she goes to publish that audio, it has her go through this process that for a lot of beginner podcasters, it's kind of obscure and this whole world of technical detail, the RSS feed and what to do with it and getting the image sizes just right for your podcast artwork and all that. It just, the app crops the image size for you and it just gets all the information done for you and returns a, a link that says, okay, go take this link and click this button and add it to iTunes. And now you're always connected to iTunes. And every time you hit publish, it'll just sync right up to iTunes for you. My name is Rachel Horning. I am the CEO of Startup Coil. Startup Coil is one of LA's largest startup tech event networks based in downtown LA. You know, I had to have my own like paradigm shift. I think in the beginning of all of this, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm scared. Nothing is going as planned. All of my like sources of revenue are no longer available to me. Woe is me playing the whole victim card. Like this shit sucks. I hope I'm allowed to cuss. You are allowed to cuss. Okay, great. (laughs) And it came to me that, you know, if actually what I love doing is cultivating human connection, maybe this is actually like the biggest sort of moment of I guess needing to feel like I'm being invited to step up and level up. Like this is my moment because what do people need more than anything right now? I think is human connection and I happen to be good at that. And so I think what I needed to realize and tell myself as I like created this narrative shift in my head was no, 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 this is not the time to play victim. This is the time to lean into all the shit that I already know how to do without worrying about all the distractions like venues, like bar tabs, like food menus, like good acoustics in the room. I mean, online, you still need to worry about acoustics kind of, but there's just an invitation to think about the very thing that you're hoping your audience will take away thinking about the thing or feeling a certain way. You get to still do that. It's just different. And who knows how long this is going to last. I think if anything, we're just going to learn how to make in-person events even better through this process. And then I also think people are going to sort of be more comfortable in the future doing more stuff virtually because we're realizing, oh my God, when you're not worried about traffic, when you're not worried about air travel, you can do so much more. I can have so many more meetings every day. And you know, if you wanted to do something for a Fortune 500 company that happens to be bi-coastal, you can do the New York and the LA dinner within 12 hours of each other. And it's just, there's no limitations anymore. So there's a lot to be excited about as an event person. You just have to kind of tailor it to this moment that we're in and really understand the technical nature. But yeah. It's interesting. There's this organization that I just discovered called the 747 Club. It's I think it's 747club.org. And Oh, do you know it? I just had my first 747 dinner with Chris. I'm about to have my first. Oh, tell us about it because I'm about to have mine the next week. Oh my God. I just had my first dinner. It was really cool. He has it down. Like the playbook is like down to the minute. He's really impressive in how he runs this. 
from his New York apartment with his girlfriend. And, you know, he has a whole backstory about how it all started with some pasta sauce. And then he like wrote a book and has been hosting. He had, I think, something like 250 dinners under his belt. But almost every single night of quarantine, he's hosted a virtual dinner. And it's people from all different walks of life, from different parts of the world that he encourages to think about. And the grounding question for each of his events is, who do you want to give thanks to that you don't give enough thanks to already? Hey, this is Nick Frost, founder of Newsletters.co, the place to discover newsletters and gain subscribers. Based in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I'm a self-taught marketer, self-taught everything. I didn't go to college. So going from being a diesel mechanic to working in tech, that was a crazy jump. But the first thing that I knew that I wanted to do was connect with people and having an email newsletter and that being a channel that I knew that people were going to be reading on the other side was powerful for me in the beginning of my career. Basically, just kept hold of that. And uh, essentially, I wanted to have this idea of creating an environment for people to thrive in. And that's what newsletters are for me. So when I create a newsletter, there's an intention of this person's going to be reading it on the other side. I know who they are. I know what they are going to be interested in. I'm going to find the content, the resources, the best practices, or I'm going to create the content using data or anecdotes or telling stories that is going to add value to their life. And that's basically why I love newsletters. And can you walk us through so many people try to have newsletters and they're not successful? I mean, right now, like it just seems like the world is like gravitating to Substack to have a paid newsletter, but then so many people don't like fail at it. So how are you able to have a successful newsletter and what can we expect from newsletter.co? Is it newsletter or newsletters? Newsletters. Newsletter was taken. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people, one, are afraid to start a newsletter in general, right? Like once you start a newsletter, there's there's a commitment that you're making to the people that become subscribers. And that, you know, it's, it's a full-time thing. Whether you're curating content or creating original content, you have to always be producing. So that's a barrier because it's, it's hard. Substack is really interesting. It's opened the doors for a lot of people because there was also a technical barrier to starting a newsletter, setting up a landing page, setting, you know, getting familiar with MailChimp or other email service providers. But Substack has made it really easy because you can just sign up for an account and you already have a newsletter, essentially. You just have to write some content, press send. So I think it's a really exciting time for newsletters. But I also think that you know other platforms, MailChimp, ConvertKit, tons of other ones still have a lot of potential and, you know, they shouldn't be overlooked. And walk us through, like, can you give us some of your accolades of why you are the newsletter master as well as, yeah, why would we go to newsletters.co? Yeah. So uh, some of my accomplishments, I would say, are, you know, my first newsletter startup list. I grew that from nothing to 15,000 subscribers. And that actually led it to being sold to Mattermark, where I got hired as their first marketing hire. And on day one, I filled out my benefits paperwork and Daniel Morrill, the CEO said, okay, send the newsletter. I really didn't know how it was structured, what was going on, how to do it, but I wrote it and I press send. So 
from that day on for nearly three years, I wrote this daily newsletter and I grew it from roughly 5,000 subscribers in the beginning to over 110,000 subscribers three years later. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.